Hey now, episode two of the U-Lane series. Man, I hope you enjoyed episode one, and I imagine some people are listening to this back-to-back, and yeah, we're going to jump straight into what Ashton learned from the intentions and the things that he set out to, but yeah, episode two of the U-Lane series, I hope you're getting a grasp of what the concept is about uh, within your own creative and innovative life, and to that point, I'd just thank you, thanks to Visla for supporting this series you know it's a surfer owned business that's doing the best for surfing and the environment and grateful for that and to be a part of the team that uh, get to enjoy both the design and the development but also just um, the support in the lane that each and everyone in the creative team has has uh, chosen so really the concept is what is your lane what what is the you lane that you're in and how can those things benefit um, the work that you're doing, the visions that you have, the surfing that you're imagining, the surfing that you're doing, the things you're building. Those are the kinds of things that we're interested in, we share a spirit within. So yeah, thanks to Visla and um, once again, thanks to Ashton for his willingness to play. Play and pay, and I use the word pay because some of these learnings cost a lot. It's both time, it's materials, it's um, energy. But sharing those vulnerable um, experiences and, and being very transparent is something I'm very grateful to to him. So thanks to Vista, thanks to Ashton. We're going to go over real quick what we're going to get done in this episode because it's shortly going to follow. But the experiment of um, his original surfboard was a Stuart Trifon belly channel, the recreation of that. And we recorded this at the beach right after we surfed which was important to get the, the energy and the, the heartbeat of those um, sensations that he was both enjoying or disappointed with. I'll let you listen in between. Um, yeah, he goes into detail about a preference in a surfboard, definitely technique and um, technical aspects of back foot positioning. The concepts of, you know, when making another board or copying a board, recreating something versus capturing the actual essence of something – so that that's an important detail and something that people have been building boards or trying to build boards, especially your first board maybe, trying to copy something. And it's not so much that it's copycat, but you want to bring those memories either back to life or develop them. So that's that's an important important topic. And we go deep in that, um, just discussing things about actually hand-shaping, which I really respect um, Ashton for doing and, and myself too is just there's a – overlap there and I think why we connect so deeply on on the way boards get built but yeah um, I'm going through the notes here uh, longer rail experiments he, he lays out and then promoting and creating a balance of your thoughts through conversation this is what we we did together I believe it was captured I'm going to share it with you now so enjoy episode two thank you Ashton thank you Visla, and thank you for you guys for listening why? Because hopefully you take this into your own lane, what you're doing, find somebody to go alongside you, walk a deeper road, and we share it together. Well, what's the date today? Let's see, it's... 30th. April 30th. April, yeah. So there there we are, uh, episode two of this series. And last time, I want to say, see, it's been a while, it was uh, January, January 26th or 28th. I think 6th. January 6th? No, January 26th. Okay, yeah. yeah. So there you go. Like, uh, what's that? Three months. We're doing the work. We, we yeah. Thanks for being uh, so efficient and 
and for for signing up to 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 be i don't like that word accountable we talked about that last time but you know for wanting better ones you know setting out to learn things and to show up and do it um so here we are three months later I remember signing off and I, I purposely didn't go back to listen. So this disjointedness of the conversation, it's like, yeah, what did you talk about three months ago? Did you pause? Yeah, you see, you couldn't remember either. But what we talked about, the last <laughs> thing was uh, things about like, okay, well, what's next? What are you going to explore? What are you le- looking to learn and find? And you mentioned about um, that early Trifon. Um so review that and then tell us what you've done because we'll fill in what we did today. Mm-hmm. Fill you in. It's what did we say? Jan- uh, April thirtieth. We're we're sitting at the beach. Just uh, gotten out the water. So tell us what you wanted to do, what you did, and what you've found maybe, and we'll dive into that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So about two weeks after our last episode, um, actually built the. Trifin to kind of re- recreate essentially my 1986 Stewart, the my first surfboard. Um, some for nostalgia, some for just wanting to shape a Trifin since it'd been so long since I'd made one for myself. Um, so I think I set out to kind of re- recreate it with some minor differences, trying to embody like more of a kind of like modern shortboard outline, but. Um, I think one of the things that I forgot to do is kind of to, I tried, not necessarily forgot, but I was so set on trying to recreate something rather than trying to improve my first surfboard. Cause I was like, Oh, I don't want to stray too far from it. I want to keep the nostalgia there. I want to, um, like kind of recreate that feeling I had when I was like six to 10 years old. Um, but granted that's almost two decades ago. So it's, it's hard to recreate a feeling that you seldom remember, I guess. And so um, I built it, kind of did some belly channels, kind of same-ish outline. Foam distribution was pretty equal to the Stewart as well. Um, and I ended up riding it. For, so my first surf, I took it out. The waves were really bad. It was at lowers, it was chest high, like kind of windy, but good enough. And um, I hated it. I hated it right off the first wave. And it was kind of funny because I surfed with a couple of my friends too. One was Craig and we're, we're always surfing together. Um, and he was laughing at me because I was just, it was like every wave I was taking off, I was falling, falling, falling. Because uh, I kind of had a hard time finding my back, my back foot, like where to exactly stand. Um, and so I was always putting it too far forward. And so I ended up putting a pad on it. And then I tried it for, so I did two surfs, no pad, one surf with a pad. The pad sort of got me back on track with where to actually stand. So then I started to kind of find a little bit of a flow with it. Um, but then every time I would step off that surfboard, I'd be like, oh, it's kind of working. This is fun. And then I'd jump on something else. I'd realize, oh, I really don't like that surfboard at all. But um, yeah, so then today, did you say kind of go over what I kind of learned today? Yeah. So, so today, um, it was fun, went on at trails, it's perfect little, it's a good wave to test because there's all these little peaks, you can practice how it flows against a like flat section, it was kind of peaky, how it works incoming to a section, because at trestles a lot of times you don't get like those incoming sections, you almost are just surfing 
down the line rather than getting something that comes at you. Um, and so today got to surf it again, um, and did not like it at all, but I did kind of, um, figure out kind of what I didn't really like about it. Um, and one was just, I think I should have just put more foam in it. Um, rather than trying to recreate my first surfboard that would be a little small for me now. Um, but still trying to hit nostalgia should have just made it a little bigger, um, and kind of worried less about recreating something rather than just try to build off of and have like, it has like a memory or a feeling of my first surfboard rather than trying to recreate my first surfboard. And I think that would be better because as you go in, in life, it's like you remember things differently. So it would have been cool to kind of build upon it rather than try and go backwards essentially. I hear what you're saying. And like another part of that conversation, let's say you had gone the other way and built something within um, reference of its rep of its memory you would have been in the water going like, yeah, but I remember it wasn't as big and, you know, like your <laughs> your your angst would have been in the vein of this isn't an exact replica. So it's almost like you have to do both. <laughs> and that would have been hard to sign up to in the beginning. So oh, maybe you'll build another one. That's up to you. But when you're thinking about surfboards and when especially I've seen this over and over and over. People come in sometimes with a photo of reference, but they come in with um, memories and reference of an experience or a board they used to have or used to like or want to revisit or recreate. And I think you just said it was 20 years ago that board was in your life. That board would have seemed too big because 20 years ago you were much smaller. So if today you had given yourself a board that was a little bit too big, that was the piece of the puzzle that you didn't recreate. So stepping forward in time, design aside, like the nostalgic value needs to be put in context. Like who were you then? What were you doing? My memory serves me saying that you were uh, behind a boat on that board a lot of the time. Oh yeah, yeah. So like the board you wrote today, I wrote it too. Um, probably feel really good behind a boat even today. So like self-propulsion, self-propulsion, um, plus size versus your diminutive stature at that time versus now you know so the board didn't change but you have changed and so is your perspective so like it's remembering oneself I want to make this broad because this is such a beautiful study and how everyone can take things away from it will be in remembering how your surfing used to be and the things you used to ride try and um, distill them down to the adjectives of those things that you both loved Hopefully you can remember the frustrating part too, and then you can remap them into something that's both current or available or more accurate to rebuild or on a stock offering choose from. Do you know what I mean? So like think about the adjectives of yeah, it was fast and it was flowy and it was it was easy to catch waves. Those are more um they're better guiding principles in what a project could be. And these are the ways you learn it. And ironically, these are things that can easily be forgotten unless you do these kinds of exercises. So, like, hats off to you for going on this, um, what might look like a like a full circle meandering trail, but that that loop that you just traveled has endless amounts of value to um, hear somebody else's story when you're making a board, understand boards in your life today that you'll be able to reference in 20 years because it will happen again, right? And then that board will be 40 years old. 
and Ed's memory. So it's it's like compartmentalizing um, frustrations, joys, and real, um, I don't want to say takeaways, what's the better word? Um, the, 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 the keepsake, those little stoke moments. Like, because uh, you can remember it better than it was. You usually don't remember the bad stuff. That's <laughs> getting developed into good things, which is great. But um, interesting, right? Yeah, yeah, very. It was uh, it was interesting. Yeah, re- trying to recreate that sense. I have this very specific vision, like memory. It's like I'm eight years old. I'm paddling, and it's a really bad wave. I'm going straight in the white water. It's like knee high, but then I make it to a section where it backs off, and then I go down the line on a right. Um, and it's, that's kind of like my first, my earliest memories of catching a wave on my own, um, actually going down the line of a wave, not being pushed in. Um, and I was eight years old. And so that's my one real memory of that board. And so I think if I would have just held on to that and be like, okay, I just want to recreate that feeling. It would have been so easy. And, um, but then I was trying to I think I took took also and almost like tainted it a little bit with these memories of thrusters that I used to ride like say like six years ago of actually trying to surf the wave and like surf as good as I can versus simplifying it. Okay, what am I actually recreating? Why do I actually like this memory? It's because of like that pure mo- moment of joy of this single memory in time rather than actually surfing well. So yeah, just not... If I would have just held on to that simple feeling, it would have been so much easier to, I think, recreate that. That's why I think I want to give it another go just to, um, it was cool to kind of take that out and realize, okay, I was trying to also make this a board that surfs really, really well and wanting to surf as high performance as I wanted to when I was like 20 on like a standard thruster, but then also have that feeling of nostalgia and it's kind of hard to get both. And so... I think just stripping it down and realizing why do I want to make this in the first place? It's because of that picture of a memory that I have when I'm eight years old in the whitewash. That just, it, yeah, it's just a good memory. Yeah, it sounds like yeah. an independent memory, independent, uh, independence within the ocean. Yeah. Like it became your playground. Yeah. Well, this, the, the fascinating part of the study and what needs to be reiterated is how you've been so twin fin focused and still are, I believe. Um, and so this three fin or thrust the board was a huge pivot in design, not understanding, but application. And so, you know, and then, as you said, like after four serves, you, sh- you shelved it and went back to the twin fins and like realized this is actually what I like to do and what I like to feel. And, you know that progression and path is is worth remembering because like everyone has their own and it's not so much about these boards work these ones don't it's like where you're at what you're fascinating with, about with um and 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 it's good to change things uh that train just went by really loudly <laughs> um <laughs> uh, it's just set and setting we're, we're actually sitting in the back of my van after this uh, surf it's a lovely day and um yeah, we 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 went and surfed. We traded boards. I got to ride this board that uh, Ashton's talking about. And um, yeah, your words in the water were, I think I try to copy it too much. Mm-hmm. 
and this is something that um, surfboards aside if you kind of kill the bird to <laughs> dissect this to find the song you know dissect the bird to find the song you can kill the um, soul's the wrong word but it does fit um, the inherent premise or conceptual value of what the whole design needs to be when you especially hand shaping like when you're going through the motions of putting something together and yeah um, trying too hard is a natural default especially when stakes are high and you want to get things right mm -hmm. That's how, uh, it's That's how it felt on that board, yeah, too. I can I yeah. can totally understand, and, and I'm thinking about when you're f shaping your first boards, it's like, not that that's what this was, but it, it brings back that pressure to succeed. Mm -hmm. When things are so precious, it's, say it's your first board, or it's an important board, or it's for somebody who you really admire or respect, or um, there's mm -hmm. a scarcity of materials, or something like that. It um, it can actually sometimes produce really good results with that little bit of pressure, but distorted so quickly default to um, trying too hard and you just ju you just blow it and you won't see it. You, you usually only feel it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, with a studied eye, sometimes you can pick things out that you can look back and uh, reflect on. But very interesting. So you know, like finding finding that flow in how you work and being able to self-correct is up to each an individual artist or craftsman in this particular conversation and that's something that I know you wouldn't have thought you would have learned from this but when I'm listening to your story and project and thinking about people listening that's of huge value like that takeaway of just trusting yourself the way you work not over um, complicating it not putting too much pressure on yourself that's a forever important lesson to learn. I'm thankfully reminded of it right now. And um, we've all felt it. So it must be true. Mm -hmm. And then the way you fix it is true for yourself. You you find it within yourself. So I like that, you know. And those were your words in the water. I think I've kind of tried to tried too hard in, in recreating it, you know. Mm -hmm. so yeah, I was almost nervous to take it out the first time. I bet you yeah. were. I was like, oh, man, okay. <laughs> there's a lot there, there's like a lot riding on it even though it's something so simple it took it almost like took me back to 10 years ago when i made my first surfboard kind of right and it, it was an interesting yeah it was interesting something i hadn't felt in a while because it was something that was so precious to me in this memory like oh i gotta get this so right and then yeah just didn't quite hit it mm. or i did but not <laughs> in a different way well well to your credit you did the best you could okay let's just hold hold the phone this board looks fantastic <laughs> <laughs> like it's not like you made <laughs> you did not make a terrible this wasn't like uh, what were you doing so so we're we're really um I, i'm not saying we're nitpicking we're talking about like the inherent value of like good memories and projects at large my point is you you did a good job and i understand that pressure what a gift do you know what I mean yeah like that was fantastic and and it it th these this is the school of hard knocks you got to pay to learn mm -hmm. and you had fun along the way but those learnings can be carried along and they, that's what like that I wouldn't say a reference of experience but these things are things that they got nothing to do with 
three fins, two fins, rail, rocker. They're just mm -hmm. about how to work, how to flow, how to approach your day in and day out process, which is perhaps more important in the long run. Mm -hmm. um, and I like that you've done this project with an experimental reference for yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, and I like that you take it seriously about the boards that you build for customers. So, yeah, these are the the um, the fun parts of being, <laughs> being being a board builder is you can do these things and go on these little trails and they're self-exploratory and you find things that don't have to do with the boards but have to do with the process and it's important mm -hmm. so hats off for that yeah it, it one thing that did that i am so thankful actually for it's caused me to think more on um lengthening kind of some some boards that i want to even for my own self um to surf longer boards because there was an aspect that i did enjoy to having a longer board than I normally like say my normal board that I'm riding on like a daily basis like a five six and this board was five eight even though that's only two inches but I felt like I could have even gone longer um, but it caused me to realize and to even just want to explore something new of just taking my rail lines a little longer for my own personal surfing because um, I feel like there's you can always learn stuff so it's been kind of cool of where it might not even resemble this board at all like the next my next um like path or journey i take of where i kind of want to explore because it's always changing but um it's cool to see where that leads even though it doesn't necessarily resemble what was before it took my mind on a journey and made me think in a different way than i was thinking previously which keeps it fun because otherwise it just feels like stagnant you know i know exactly yeah it's um yeah, building myself boards keeps it exciting, but it's not because I'm bored. It's because keeping things exciting turns into new ground mm -hmm. and finding new things. And you get to share that with people that are into what you're working on, and then they have fun too. So, um, so that happened last time. You kind of went down that initial trifin, which you've now done, and sounds like you'll do again. But perhaps that's the next thing: is get yourself a longer rail. Mm -hmm. And I would say go, well, no, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but, I mean, I've been working on 6.3s and 6.4s. Well, they're essentially 90s concepts. You yeah. Know, really thin, really narrow, really rocket, and it's um, it's been really helpful for my mm. surfing. But it's not so much the horses for courses concept where you ride the right board in the right conditions. I've been riding that board in all conditions. <laughs> Because then it actually forces you, yes, you're on the wrong board for the condition, but that's what really makes you feel, okay, this is what this longer rail is making me do, and that's value. Mm -hmm. So, you know, these are, I guess it's uh, training tools. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, maybe that's maybe that's the next thing. It's up to you, but I can imagine sitting here in three months or less when we record again. And, and by the way, Ashton and I have been connecting and surfing together and sp spending time between these conversations and... It's been a, 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 a great of good surfs too. Yeah, and a couple of really good <laughs> surfs. I've ridden a ton of your boards, and it's been a treasure to me. Um, yeah. Spending time together and just yeah, just getting deep into it and watching things and um, yeah, a couple of good surfs. Meaning like some special sessions where like for either nobody out or very few people mm -hmm. out, and I can think of a couple windy big lifts down at the beach or <laughs> you know little uncrowded inside peaks. And you know I, I treasure those moments. But in let's say three months or less, 
these learnings will remain and there'll be more. Mm-hmm. So the concept of how these things get keep building and we don't know what's next, it pops up and you just keep following it and you keep following it. So, man, it's, it's really cool to watch. Mm-hmm. It's really fun. So I feel like, too, what's been really helpful is um, it's really easy for me personally, too, to really get in my head about um, even thoughts with just, like, whether it's life, surfing, business, all these different things where sometimes you can feel like alone or you don't have somebody that you can kind of like just bounce these things off of. Um, so that's what's been really helpful for me too because it's like sometimes I can get in this headspace, this negative headspace, and it's kind of I don't know how to kind of like pull myself out of it a little bit because I'm not sure how to like where my thoughts are kind of going like what I'm actually thinking and so it's been really helpful to talk with you about like surfboards business life and like how that relates to each one of us and kind of um, it's helped me a lot for sure like kind of getting it's helped me it's helped put me in a more positive headspace being able to um, like bounce ideas like thoughts thought processes like just in life Mm. Yeah, well, likewise, I mean, discussing things with people is uh, it's a community effort to this life thing, you know. Living alone is no fun, and working alone, in this case, but, like, shaping or working alone, it's, um, you know, it's not that it's lonely, it's just that you don't want to bring these um, surfboard struggles home and imagine that that's the place to dissect them mm-hmm. you know home's a great place and if those conversations happen there that's fun too but um not even fixing them but just wrestling with them yeah exactly somewhere else in another little area i hope everyone has a group of friends or at least somebody you can discuss your equipment and your surf lifestyle with so that if that's not happening at home, at least it's been taken care of because it needs to because it's important. Otherwise, what's the point? Because mm-hmm. you need to leverage the depth that this is bringing and it's so much a part of your life that important parts of life need um, facilitation and also um, cultivation. So yeah, it makes sense. You know, None of these conversations are um, not worth having and having them doesn't always fix them. In fact, that's not the point. It's just having them lets them breathe mm. and you learn together and things move on but if you don't then they either stagnate or they blow up or they turn into something that dies and then you're off balance again so I like to think of it that way it's like mm. yeah just keeping things balanced you know Yeah, I think it's important in all areas of life but especially with the surfing and the surfboard life that's a interesting title the surfboard life but it really is it's a, it's a unique role and it's uh, i say it because it's the only one i know and i know it's unique mm-hmm. um it's not more important than anything it's just it's deep because you're in it mm-hmm. all day every day and it's um i love it but you got to balance it mm-hmm. right all right so um do you want to say what you're going to work on till the next time yeah last so time that happened sort of yeah, organically yeah. and i don't want to put you on the spot and it could be as interesting because there's no right or wrong. Yeah. There. But next time we we, we revisit, um, that's going to be interesting if you know what you want to work on and things change yeah. or if you don't. So. No, I, I know exactly. So I'm going to, um, I'm planning on these next few weeks kind of building um, anything that I would plan. So any size board that I would normally shape myself, I'm going to extend it by three inches. 
um, at least. And so that was something that I was kind of wanting to do. And it's even, even boards that I've built previously, like they're not necessarily, not new designs necessarily. I'm going to try, um, I want to start slow so that I can kind of narrow out the variables and just start to go longer, narrower, more rocker on a couple of my different boards that I've been building, um, and kind of see where those feelings take me. And then, um, continue to build on from there. But so I'm going to, I think I'm going to choose three boards. I'm going to extend them by at least three inches, um, and kind of see where that goes. They're not going to be thrusters this time, but, um, yeah, these will be twin fins. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. I mean, you see, if you create these playgrounds within which to field test and play and wrestle and, you know, those experiments, the fact that you've created them means you're going to learn something mm -hmm. and those learnings are invaluable. So that's what this project is about. And, um, project's the wrong word. That's what these experimentations <laughs> are about. And it's not that you're an experiment. It's that, um, surfing and surfboards can be experimental and we enjoy doing that. Oh, it's so fun. All right. Catch you next time.